Welcome everybody to another episode of Amplify Your Business. Today, we're going to be talking about accounting and growth. And with me today is Jessica Harkwell. She is a partner over at Givens LLP, a local, well, regional as well. Uh, You guys have three offices across Alberta uh, serving people in the accounting uh, profession. So welcome to the show, Jessica. Thank you. Thank you for the warm welcome. So Jessica, right off the hop here, what are three things that you think every entrepreneur needs to know? Yeah, great question. What I've learned through my entrepreneurial journey is definitely to to start with some kind of end in mind. I think having a vision of of how far you want to take things, how you want to grow, how big you want to get to, the impact you want to have is incredibly important. Uh, So really having an end in mind and designing your business around that end is incredibly important. The other top piece that I think I've definitely learned is as entrepreneurs, most times you start out thinking that you need to do absolutely everything yourself. Uh, I've recently learned through through some leadership, (laughs) it really isn't uh, you taking on everything. It's asking the questions, what do I need to do next to, to get to that end goal? And who is the best person to help me get there. And oftentimes you'll realize that that best person isn't yourself. So who do you need to bring in? Whose skill set do you need to leverage to to really help push you to to go faster? And the last one really is just dream, dream big. Like this, the sky's the limit. And I think so often when we start this entrepreneurial journey, we start out with very, very small goals. And it's great to have this far reaching impact, uh, something that is beyond even what you could imagine and, and slightly push for something that you feel is out of grasp, but would be really, really amazing to achieve. Excellent. Great advice. I really appreciate all three of those because those are things that uh, I I can't say that I've maybe done the best at over my entrepreneurial career or journey. And uh, especially that second one where it's like really identifying who's the best person. Oftentimes it's not you because as an entrepreneur, we have this tendency to hold on to a lot of hats, right? And so this is the lesson here is let go, put the right people underneath those hats. Yeah. That's exactly it. And I think, you know, one of one of our downfalls as entrepreneurs is really just thinking nobody can do it as good as I do it. And it's when you take a step back and and you have the right people in place, trusting them to to and really pushing them to to rise up and have that opportunity is completely completely game changer yeah. at least it was for me yeah. yeah and i think just to build upon that a little bit too like the comment that you made around sometimes we feel that maybe other people can't do it as well as us i think it's it's really learning that other people might do it differently than us and that's okay right because the results can still yeah. be the same or maybe even better yeah. um but you don't have to be all thinking yes. the same way that Lance thinks uh, in order totally. to get it done, right? Yeah. Yep. That's just it. Yeah. So it's really figuring out what are you trying to achieve? Who's the best person to do it? And the how isn't as relevant. You have to really let go and, and trust that that person is going to give you what, what you're hoping for and let, let go of yeah how they do it. Because it's going to be a completely, completely different way. I'll go left and they'll go right. But we just need to end up at the same destination in the end. 
Yeah, that's the yeah. results that matter, uh, really, right? Yeah, as long as it's that still is... being handled in the way that <laughs> oh, is aligned with the company's values and everything else, right? You bet, you bet. You still have to be a good person. It's not the, the, <laughs> the, the, the reason doesn't justify, or the, yeah, the, it doesn't justify the reason. So you still have to be a, like kind and caring and, <laughs> and treat people with respect. Yeah, completely. So, okay. So let's talk about Givens LLP. So yeah. you have been a partner there for how many years now? I, I'm, it's, I'm just going on about four years. So three and a half ish, I'm pushing four years now. So uh, definitely early in my partner journey for sure. I, yeah. I most standards. Well, okay. So tell me a little bit about Givens. What is it that you guys do? What sets you apart in terms of the sea of other accounting companies out there? Yeah, that's a that's a great question. In terms of what we do, I mean, we are accountants or CPAs by trade. So we we in terms of services, uh, we do all of the essentials when it comes to regulatory filings, financial statements, uh, audits, reviews, and everything in between. Trust, tax planning, all, all of that in terms of our services, uh, yeah. and that I would say most most firms would probably give the same spiel. Where I feel we're really different is we are our, our focus is on providing business owners and small business owners and entrepreneurs uh, some actual results and when we're working with business owners our goal is to make sure that number one we're taking things off their plate so as I kind of mentioned previously you know one of the biggest struggles for business owners is thinking we can do everything ourselves and oftentimes to save a dollar here or there we're like I can do the bookkeeping I can do uh, you know some of these filing I could do my own tax planning. You could, but you really shouldn't. You really want yeah. to trust the, the industry expert to advise and guide. And our goal is to make sure that we're steering business owners in the right direction. Get out of bookkeeping. It's not a great use of your, your time. Have somebody else look after that for you. It, it, it's going to be a lot better. You're going to get uh, some, some tighter numbers. And at the end of the day, you're, you're saving time to focus on on growing your business and the things you truly enjoy. So number one, time savings. The other piece that we're really big on is profitability. I mean, your, your numbers, you need to understand them. And when it comes to owning a business, the whole purpose of, of owning a business is to generate profitability as well as wealth of, uh, for yourself. So how do you leverage your business and grow your business so you're able to achieve that? Yeah, and and growth is a really big thing that you and I have talked about um, yeah. over the last you know six months or or more than that that we've known each other now, and yeah. and that's the thing that I really appreciate appreciate about the way mm -hmm. that you think about your clients' businesses. And so not only are you focused on the growth of your own practice, but also uh, really really focused on that growth aspect for each of the individual clients that you have, which aligns so much with my thinking as well with our our company. That's what right. we do too. I mean, it's yep. all about, you know, if you're not growing, uh, we're not really doing what we should be doing then uh, for our clients. And so uh, yeah. the proof is kind of in the pudding. Uh, we're yep. very results focused. You guys are as well. And yeah, yeah. And so when you're, you know, onboarding a new client mm -hmm. and you're uh, sitting down with them, going through the numbers, um, you know, probably there's a bunch of cleanup and stuff. You got to get everything uh, to a place where you have <laughs> accurate numbers to go off of. That's probably yes. one of the first steps. But then yeah. once you get into those growth conversations, what do you typically 
talking about uh, with these clients? Like what are some of the commonalities that you're seeing across your client base? So usually we'll start very big picture. Um, I'm, a, I'm a big picture thinker. And the more I understand what business owners' goals are, needs are, the, the things that keep them up at night that are worrying them, the better that I can advise. And if it's not within our wheelhouse, then I can connect them with the right people to get them on the right track so it comes down to where do you where do you want to take things like how do you define success what does life look like in 10 years for you also how much money do you want to make that's that's really important uh, what kind of legacy do you want to leave what kind of impact do you want to have so they're really really big questions and from there we, we, we try to work backwards because I find that super helpful that's how I do all of my strategic thinking where do I want to go mm -hmm. and how do I bring that back to today and start carving that up into tiny bite-sized pieces and tiny bite-sized action items so I can start implementing and start gaining some momentum so typically it's planning have a good understanding of their their goals where they want to take their business their pain points we also if we're onboarding a new client depending on how long their business has been in play there could be some cleanup there could be some immediate tax issues that we need to address there could be asset protection issues that we need to address so it very much is a plan between us and that business owner uh, to get a solid understanding of their business and where they want to take things. And then, yeah, it's working backwards and, and coaching them through it and, and bringing everything back to their numbers because that's, that's the test of success. Are, you, are we moving the needle? Yeah. So in terms of like some commonalities that you've seen in the mistakes that entrepreneurs make, uh, is there anything that you can share with us there uh, so that we know <laughs> what to avoid or what things we should be cleaning up or making sure we got under control in our businesses? Yeah. Well, mistakes for one would be just not paying enough attention to their, to their books and thinking they, that they can get to it. Uh, I mean, I can tell you most entrepreneurs they, I mean nobody loves nobody loves bookkeeping some people do but most entrepreneurs don't don't love it but it is incredibly important that your numbers are are up to date that you're organized and also that you have proper systems in place to make it easy there's so much technology that you can use to leverage where everything can happen seamlessly in the cloud instead of you know keeping a shoebox and throwing your receipts in or I've had people who have dropped off boxes in a wagon, <laughs> like receipts, you can take photos of it as you go. And it's, you know, probably uh, the, the best satisfaction I see is when, you know, I go out with a client and they're like, hey, I can take a picture of this and then they'll like crumple it up and throw it away. And I'm like, yeah, get rid of that. It's in the cloud. Uh, so it's leveraging technology and having good systems in place from from the beginning to make sure that you're organized, that your numbers are tight, that you understand them, that you're actually looking at them. And the other biggest thing that I'll say is, um, you know, with the bookkeeping piece, uh, probably landing in trouble with CRA, thinking that, yeah, 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 taxes, I'll get to it. Uh, and say, perhaps they have a really good year, and they're like, there's money in the bank, they don't plan for their GST, they don't plan for potentially payroll remittances, and they don't plan for their tax. And then they expect that, okay, well, next year is going to be just as good of a, of a year. I'll, 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 I'll use next year's money to, to 
cover off my taxes. And then they kind of end up on this hamster wheel because just because you had a good year, the one year doesn't mean next year you're promised that in the next. So it's making sure that, you know, your taxes and, and stuff is put aside. They're paid for, they're planned for. And our goal more than anything is to make sure that there's no surprises for business owners along the way. Money is paid. Uh, our my when I work with clients, I'm like, hey, you should either have a small refund because you don't want to give them too much money, uh, or just a small small amount owing, and that to me is is really good tax planning. Yeah, yeah, completely. Because it's those big surprises that can really uh, cripple a company from a cash flow standpoint when you have the all of a Absolutely. sudden you're in arrears, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So let's talk about your your journey. Uh, so you yeah. said that you've been a partner now for almost four years. And so yeah. when it comes to, um, you, you know, when you entered into the profession, was that always your goal? Your intention was to to become a partner, buy into a firm um, yeah. and start to, to Great question. Yeah, become an owner yourself? Yeah. You know, I think if you had asked me when I started, I, I probably would have said absolutely not. It just feels like so much work and so much pressure and so much responsibility. Uh, and at that time in my life, I was like, I don't want, I don't want this. I don't want this. But I, I think as, as time progressed, it, it's kind of like I, I, I fell into it more than anything. Um, I've always loved numbers. I've always had a passion for people. And I've always been one of these, or I guess a, a person who likes to, for one, ask a lot of questions, most of them, why do we do this this way? And is it is there a better way? And I think through that, it kind of pushed me into this position where now I'm, I have a seat at the table and I'm able to, to drive change for our employees, for the industry, as well as for, for our clients and the community around us. So it's a, an incredible privilege. So I, I'm curious, you know, the pre, because it, it hasn't been that many years. So I'm trying to take you back to, to before you were a partner to now when you are a par partner, what yeah. does success, the definition of success, has that changed for you in terms of your, your personal uh, way that you would, you know, um, describe success in your eyes? Has that changed from those two positions? I'm, I'm, I'm sure it has in some capacity. I don't think I've ever been somebody who has been driven or motivated by just a financial reward. I'm more so motivated by how far I can take things and the impact that I have on those that are around me and how I can push other people to, to be successful beyond what they imagine. So that's always been my 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 measure of success you know when i'm able to sit with somebody and it's like hey here's some things that you suggested i'm now able to have dinner with my family like those are the those are the things that that fuel me and that that's that's what i i feel uh, pushes me to to or that's my measurement of success it's the 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 impact that i have on those around me um i mean was it very different when I was younger? I, I'm sure it was. I don't even know if I had any kind of definition. I think, you know, I, I started as a as an articling student. So I just kind of showed up and was like, I don't know, I need a job, I need some hours. Accounting seems cool. <laughs> I think it's very, very different when you're you're younger. You don't you don't think you don't think completely through it. But I think I knew at some point I would like to be somebody who drives some some kind of, of change in my organization. 
And I'd like to feel as though I've accomplished something um, that lasts beyond myself. And it, that really just comes down to, yeah, the people that you, you, you impact. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it truly is right. Like if you can impact people in a positive way and you can, um, you know, really, um, I, I guess, apply the the leadership that it, you're naturally in because you are one of the yeah. partners. If you can apply that and really grow the people, the the rest of the business, you know, for the most part, is going to come along with that. Right. And so the, yeah. the monetary success is going to be there. And so yeah. focusing on the people aspect of it, I think is, is really key. Um, one question that I have for you, and this is uh, sure. something that I've reflected on, um, okay. and I've actually chatted on the, like, kind of on the periphery of, of this with some other okay. guests that we've had, but never really yeah. directly. And that is sure. that there are some, um, type industries, some types of companies that, you mm. know, are just naturally have partnerships, um, within it. So, you know, accounting, uh, firms like yourself, law mm. firms, and, mm. and, and there's a few other ones that just naturally there is an expectation that there's that people, that there will be certain people that elevate to a partner. That's not common actually in the vast majority of other types of businesses um where that's just there it's not part of the structure i guess that's just inherent to the industry yeah why do you think that is what um why yeah. is it that you know a, a couple professional service uh you know industries or, or sectors yeah. have that incorporated into it um yeah. and the rest of us really it's not something that we have Almost. yeah yeah that's a that's a really great question you know i don't know if i've ever really thought about it that deeply but what i would say is that the industry that we're in so very similar to lawyers the work that we're in is very technical and in order to be able to service your clients really well you need to be able to leverage other people's minds and i find when we're able to sit down and collaborate and proactively and and think very so um, think very creatively on how we're going to tackle a problem. You generally need more than one person around the table because we all come with a different perspective. So yeah. have I thought about, hey, could I could I do something on my own and be successful? A absolutely. I'm sure every one of my partners has, especially when we have moments when we disagree. But uh, at the end of the day, we, we show up and we understand we each bring a unique perspective and a different skill set to the table. And we leverage that and we love to collaborate. And that's the beautiful thing about our partnership is I'm not good at everything and neither are my partners, but um, together we're, we're, we're able to push things a lot faster and come up with some better solutions for our clients. So having lived within an organization that you have elevated to a partner level, do you have any advice to other businesses that, um, you know, should they be uh, you know, leveraging that kind of approach to, to retain and attract the right people. Um, so yeah. my business in particular, so we don't, you know, there's, it's not normal uh, for, it's not an expectation, I guess there's, there's always mm -hmm. people that, that are other organizations or other companies that have, right. you know, different partners and stuff. Ours isn't that case. I, I'm the sole owner of it, but right. uh, I've often thought about, okay, well, how do I bring some of the staff, uh, some of the key players to the ownership table, to the partnership table. Do you have any advice uh, for companies like mine and, and others who are listening as to how uh, best to approach that, having lived that experience yourself as somebody who was brought in as a partner? 
Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. I would say uh, it really just comes down to how you think about your employees and your team members. Uh, I mean, for what I don't call my team members staff, I do call them team members. They're, they're here to to help our entire organization move forward and they are critical to our success. Uh, one of the things that really helped myself is specifically having a, a mentor, having somebody who's like, hey, you got some ideas, like, let's let's hear it. And I'm like, oh yeah, like take a seat. I got a whole lot of things to tell you. And, and sorry, uh, that is that an, an internal mentor or an external yeah, mentor? Yeah, so an, so an internal mentor, so, okay. so you know, identifying those individuals in your firm that, or your organization that really have uh, or embody the the core values of what you stand for. Uh, loyalty, trust is incredibly important, but I do think that those go both ways. So you want to make sure that you're creating a safe space for your employees to to speak up and not always listen to the loudest person that's in the room so actually spend some time one and one one-on-one -on -one to have a good understanding of what what those individuals are about what they bring to their the table their skill set what their goals are very early in my career i think one of the first things i got pushed into just because uh, you know I, I very much enjoyed sitting and understanding people was hr and mm -hmm. the number one thing i would do is just just talk to them just figure out what they're about Learn, I, I i believe that you know all every every individual has something to offer and in leadership it's trying to figure out what what is that piece and where do you fit in our puzzle to help you know, drive change. So uh, actively having ongoing conversations and meaningful conversations with your employees, I think is very important and allowing them the opportunity to try and fail and know that it's a safe space to do that. Know that like, yeah, you have a crazy idea. All right, let's, let's run with it. <laughs> let's see what, what risk we can mitigate. Uh, give it a try. Let's learn from it. Uh, I think, I think that's, that's probably the, the biggest piece. So you need that room to, to grow and it's a safe space to fail. So spending time, uh, understanding, learning, creating safe space and giving them the opportunity to try and fail and learn and fail and try and succeed. <laughs> uh, I think that's that's probably been the biggest reasons why I am where I am today. I, I had that 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 space to do that. So how do you uh, determine when or uh, like uh, somebody's ready to step into becoming a partner to put that offer on the table and or uh, also how many people are the right, I guess, blend of partners, you know, not everybody's going to be a partner at the firm. So yeah. how do you decide how many you should have and how many uh, and who those people should be, I guess. Yeah, well, I I feel more than anything, there's there's no limit because we would like to continue to to grow. I'd like to believe that there's a seat for anyone at the table as long as they're willing to put the work into it. Uh, it does come with some specific attributes. Of course, we want those that have a strong core value. So foundational to any business relationship is that they like there has to be deep trust. I think that's that's a big piece. Uh, we also look for those with great soft skills. You, you need to be able to have difficult conversations and you need to be able to have 
meaningful conversations with individuals and sometimes read the room and know like, okay, not, not the best time. So uh, soft skills is very, very important. Uh, definitely need to be strong technically. I think that goes without saying you need to be good at your, your, your craft because you're sitting in front of individuals, business owners, and you want to be able to properly advise them. But everything else I think is, is pretty, pretty open. It's really just core, core, a core solid person. They're trustworthy. Uh, they're, they're personable. They're understanding, empathetic, good leader, good technical ability. Those are all key. Yeah. And so in terms of like bringing more people onto that partnership, a team, mm -hmm. is yeah. it a matter of um, an existing partner needs to sell some of their shares to somebody who is coming in or do you yeah. expand that, that so that there's a, a, a greater number of potential uh, shares so that people can buy in? Yeah. Well, interestingly, a partnership is not a corporation. So we actually don't have shares so partnership is okay. it's almost like a cost sharing mechanism we have a business number it, it's really hard for people to understand but the beautiful thing about a partnership it's so easy to get people in it you just say you're a partner here's the rules please sign off you know that you're going to be a good person <laughs> and uh and they're 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 running. So there's nothing that needs to be sold. It's just a matter of the partnership group accepting that individual in. Mm -hmm. uh, of course, if they are a partner, we do want them to have their uh, some, some kind of client list that they're looking after. There has to be because at a partner level, I mean, typically you'll have a manager and a team lead and other employees that are are working with you. So uh, the revenue ultimately has to has to support it like any any business. So once you once you grow and you're like, hey, you know, we need an extra body, you'll add those extra bodies in. And it's that balancing act of of when do you do it? But financially there has to be a, a revenue incentive as as well otherwise why do it yeah yeah exactly and i i was kind of actually going to ask a little bit about this in terms of is one of the big advantages for givens llp as a firm in mm -hmm. creating or uh, bringing on more partners uh, really focused around that growth aspect because i know that that's such a big focus for for uh, for givens llp for yourself and and what you do for other clients but uh is that part of the strategy of givens growth to really bring on the partners that can bring that book of business or have established a big enough book of business to really make sense in terms of having them as a partner then yeah, yeah, I think it's it's a combination of all of the above. I think, you know, it, it's great to bring other other people in to provide a different perspective. Again, we want to make sure that that trust is there, that that we're aligned on our core values. But really, if there's a skill set that our existing partnership group feels that we're slightly weak in, it's a great opportunity for us to look elsewhere and say, hey, how can we bring, build up this, this new division? We don't have the skill set. Who does? And how can we bring them on our team and work together to, to you know, to continue to grow and, and push things forward? Yeah. Yeah. I, I think it's, uh, it's, there's so many lessons that can be learned through the things that, you know, accounting firms and, and, uh, yeah. and, and legal firms, uh, do in terms of the partnership aspect. And so I really appreciate you sharing some of the insights that you've gathered along the way yeah, 
Mm. Yeah. And, and so um, one of the things that I'd like to do is just pivot now a little bit more back to your personal journey a bit. Sure. And so okay. if, if you were to write a letter to yourself, the day that <laughs> you became a partner, okay. So that day, three and a half, four years ago, what is in that letter? Mm. <laughs> don't do it run away <laughs> I'm just kidding <laughs> uh you know I think one of the biggest pieces would be just personally uh learning how to let go I think that's that's very very hard uh learning whose opinions matter and not everybody needs to like you I think that's a big component, um, understanding who you should surround yourself around. And the biggest thing I think that I've learned in this journey is most of us business owners don't know what we're doing. And that's okay. <laughs> that's the journey. Uh, you just have to, you know, surround yourself with people that you feel like know a little bit more than you so you can you can learn from them. And uh, when it comes to being seen as an industry expert, you just have to know a little bit more than than the other person beside you. Uh, so it's just go all in, take big steps, be courageous, um, and ha and have some fun really. Yeah. Excellent. So I, another question is too. So like right now, if yeah. you, you know, found a million dollars in some suitcase in Fort Saskatchewan, as you're walking to your, to your Ooh. office, right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What do you do with that? Besides, I mean, you know, bust a move to Mexico or something, but, but <laughs> in, in terms of the business, cause you guys are focused on growth. And so yeah. how would you leverage that million dollars of cash influx for growth? Yeah. Yeah, you know, I think truly the biggest investment I would probably make, I probably would make is in technology. Uh, I think oftentimes we don't realize that we do a lot of tasks that can most likely be automated. So I, I, I probably would invest in exploring that a little bit more, really spending the time and chatting with our team about what do you do in your day that you hate, mm. that's low value, and how do we automate that so you can focus on the things that bring you joy and make you feel like you are purposeful in what you do. So it would really just be a giant question mark. How can I automate the things that I hate and focus more on the things that I love and have technology help me achieve that? That that's really interesting. I love that answer uh, because it also uh, draws me to another uh, question. I guess that comes out of some of the conversations I've had yeah. with people who are in the AI space. And so, yeah, you know, one of the AI. things, yeah, like, but so this is the the angle I want to take on this question sure. is how fearful are you uh, with AI? Because what you just mentioned there in terms of technology and automating a lot of the tasks, so. Yeah. A lot of accounting related tasks are repetitive uh, and uh, and and there's a, you know, calculation and equation there for a lot of it. Um, yeah. And so is this something that Givens LLP is concerned about that in the not too distant future, a lot of the accounting um, uh, tasks are going to be taken over by AI? And if yeah. so, if this is a concern of yours, how are you guys mitigating that? Yeah, that's a that's a great question. I mean, I, I if you had to ask me what kind of keeps me up at night, this is probably one of one of the pieces it where it's like yeah. so so much of what we do can absolutely be automated. And what I would say is that's that's totally okay. 
the, the question that I like to ask is what value can we can we bring knowing that these things are off our plate and what is it that our business owners actually want and having those ongoing conversations is important so a good good pulse on the you know the, how uh, the, the external market and how things are changing around you and also a good pulse on your clients that you serve and what their problems are and how you can create those solutions so it really just comes down from think, to thinking creatively asking really really great questions I think our role is going to change I mean starting out as a student who who did do the bookkeeping my role has completely transformed and it just came from being inquisitive and asking like what can we do different what can we yeah. do better how can we push things is there a different way how do we make it easier what are your struggles and understanding that uh, right now we're, we're really working to align ourselves as business owners strategic partner so it's not someone who is just focused on getting the the data in that is a priority and we want to leverage technology but we want to spend our time delivering service and delivering some, some kind of experience that's going to create value to business owners. And yeah. from our, our conversations, it comes down to having somebody who shares their, their, their journey that understands how lonely it could be uh, sometimes being an entrepreneur, how the, the weight of all of those decisions being on your shoulder. And for us, it's making sure the data is accurate and that we're able to guide them logically with information to help them make better decisions. So yeah. yes, the industry is changing. I'm, I'm very excited about it. I think it needs to change uh, in terms of how far AI can take things. I mean, I don't know. You listen to things online and you're just like, okay, this sounds scary. Uh, I don't have a crystal ball to predict, uh, you know, the future, how far things can be taken. But I am excited about, you know, the role that we have with our, our clients and how we're going to evolve, evolve as an industry to service them better. And those yeah. things take the things that, you know, off my plate that nobody loves, you know, if I can spend an hour with you talking about where you want to take your business and, and how these numbers matter versus an hour where I'm just entering the data, it, it, it's just game changer for, for the business owners that we work with. And that's where we want to spend our time. Yeah. And I think that that is brilliant in terms of, of just really mitigating and uh, that risk and making sure that you're positioned to be extremely relevant, even within that AI automated uh, accounting world, because it really comes down to the advice that you give, right? The strategy that you can help develop with those businesses. And so- totally. Yeah, yeah. The and, I think yeah. the service value uh, equations yeah. is going to be so much greater in the future than what it even is now for you. Yeah, yeah. I, th I think so. So the, I I feel like you know there's so much data out there, and we've gotten to a point where we can automate data. The real winners in this this space are going to be those that can quickly interpret the the data and uh, make some insightful decisions off of it. And that's really how how we're working to position ourselves and we're we're upgrading our skill set so we can we can hit it out of the park excellent so uh, thank you so much for sharing all of your expertise as well as uh, you know sharing the journey uh, with us that you've been on as well and if anybody's on this call who wants to connect with you to yes. you know bounce some some strategic uh ideas off you or yes, we'd love advice, that yeah what what's the best way to connect with you over at Gibbons? 
Uh, best way to connect uh, would be our website at www.givens.ca. Excellent. Well, thank you again. And for everybody who's listening today, um, if you enjoyed this episode and you want to check out some of our archives, head over to amplifyyourbusiness.ca. That's where you're going to find all our past episodes as well as future episodes. And if you're not listening to this in the audio form, uh, go over to your favorite podcasting platform and uh, just search Amplify Your Business and you're going to find us on your favorite platform. So thank you once again, Jessica. Yes. I really appreciate it. Thank you, Lance. It was, it was really fun chatting. Okay, everybody have a prosperous day. And if you want to be partnering with an organization that has your future as their focus, give uh, Gibbons a call today. Thanks again, everybody. Take care. Okay, thank you. Goodbye. Okay,